The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. From the words of Jackson Kittert, anything that annoys you is teaching you patience. Anyone who abandons you is teaching you how to stand up on your own two feet. Anything that angers you is teaching you forgiveness and compassion. Anything that has power over you is teaching you how to take your power back. Anything that you hate is teaching you unconditional love. Anything you fear is teaching you courage to overcome your fear. Anything you can't control is teaching you how to let go. Tonight's special guest feels that in order to make a shift in consciousness, we need to do the work to separate truth from lies, both within and without, and to bring the darkness to light, whilst making the shadow conscious, so that we can truly heal, evolve, and grow, living up to our full soul potential, and aligning with our own individual purpose. All of these values are pursued in order to achieve humanity's collective emancipation, which involves every individual becoming fully embodied sovereign beings, playing our unique parts in this evolution of the heart space and creating a higher frequency of love and compassion for self and others. And to my loyal Veritas members, I just added a new book in our Veritas library. Just go to the website, click on info and then library, and you'll see the books that we include there. I've included one book on longevity written in the 1700s. And what this author did, and it's written in Old English, but you can understand it, this person has cataloged hundreds and hundreds of individuals, ranging from 110 years old all the way to 185 years, and each individual story. So I think you'll enjoy this. It's a great addition to the Veritas Library. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, Welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and more. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, Rebounders, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, pure organic sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrich. Growing up in Munich, Germany, Bernard Gunther moved to California in 1994 to study drums and percussion in Los Angeles. Being very emotionally sensitive and battling depression, throughout his early life, Bernard started to face his shadow and fears. His exploration into rhythm and music became a journey of self-discovery and healing, which led him to spiritual, psychological self-work and the healing arts, studying and practicing bodywork, yoga, qigong, meditation, dance, psychology, shamanism, as well as various spiritual and ancient esoteric teachings. His personal healing process also inspired him to explore the mysteries and hidden knowledge surrounding our planet and humanity's origins, questioning the roots of what constitutes quote-unquote reality 
and how social and spiritual conditioning impacts upon our collective and individual search for truth, fulfillment, and happiness in all aspects of life. His website, Piercing the Veal of Reality, is a wide-ranging collection of essays, films, webinars, podcasts, and interviews ranging from spirituality, shamanism, psychology, self-work, politics, esotericism, to the occult and hyperdimensional realities. His work has been featured on various websites and radio stations and podcasts across the internet, and he has been giving talks internationally at conferences, events, and festivals. He's been invited to speak at. Bernhard is working with individuals from all walks of life, helping them in their path of individuation, and he also hosts transformational retreats, online courses, and workshops with his wife, Laura Matsu. Together, they also host episodes of their Cosmic Matrix podcast. His website is veilofreality.com, and direct from Southern California, I'd like to welcome Bernhard Gunter. Hello, Bernhard, and how are you? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Welcome, welcome. Well, I've been following your post on social media for quite some time. Better late than never, because I thought, why haven't we had Bernhard here before? But before we begin, as I always do, I like to develop the, the character so that our audience knows who you are. Beyond what I read, I'm very interested in knowing of your story, where you grew up, your early life, and what shaped you to be in this current journey. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks. Thank you, Mel. So what many people actually don't know was I, I was actually born in the U.S., in Los Angeles. Oh. Um, and my parents, both my dad is actually from Germany. He escaped Eastern Germany, um, the Eastern Bloc, Socialist Germany. Uh, and my mom escaped communist Poland, right? And they met in a refugee camp in Germany. And then my dad fulfilled his childhood dream to come to the U.S., came to L.A., uh, studied at UCLA, made its PhD there, and that's when I was born in 1972. And a year or two years later, they moved back to Germany, to Munich, and that's where I grew up until the age of 22. And throughout my years and my childhood, I was always, you know, kind of the typical like outsider, not being able to fit in, got bullied, not, you know, not not knowing what to do with my life, basically, and even went to the university after high school um, of, of uh, Munich. Uh, to study business economics because I thought that's what everybody else is doing, but I never felt satisfied. I always felt there was something missing. And then I remember the day when I met somebody who became one of my best friends and he introduced me to playing the drums in this band. And I sat down playing the drums for the first time. And that's when I, for the first time, I feel I had a, um, um, a divine experience, a transcendental experience, like something connected me to something higher. For the first time, I felt true joy and, and I realized this is what I want to do with my life. So I uh, dropped out of college, out of university in a year, year into it at the age of 22 and moved to Los Angeles, straight to Hollywood, straight to uh, rented an apartment behind the Chinese theater in 1994 to go to music school to study drums and percussion. And that's, you know, that became really my passion back then in the, in the 90s. And I still played drums eight hours a day and just really, you know, expressing myself, creatively chasing the dream, right? Coming as a musician to L.A. and wanting to to make it, so to speak. But throughout this whole period, I was still like question nagging that there must be more to life. You know, I never had the goals like regular people had of just, just making money, family, kids and all of that as something more. And, I, you know, as I was expressing myself creatively, playing in bands and all that, more and more came up within myself. Like I realized I used drums almost like shamanic healing, even though I didn't know I was doing that back then. And I was expressing myself a lot of 
you know, teenage angst, anger, and playing dark, heavy music. But within all of that, you know, more and more emerged, and I started to become, you know, like I started to become more and more depressed because I just couldn't fit in. Nothing would work, and I was dealing with severe depression, suicidal thoughts, and all of that. And then, you know, I had a day job and whatnot. And I realized when I was waking up, literally crying, I, and I had this voice in my head that said, you need to figure yourself out or you will die, you know. And then the ultimate question came to me, who am I? What is actually life? You know, the deeper questions. And I remember that day I went to a bookstore um, somewhere in Venice, I believe it was, yeah. And I saw this book on the bookshelf, like, no, it's outside on the table, laying out, and it really caught my eye, and it was Freedom from the Known by Krishnamurti, and really caught my eye. And that was my first entry into, like, spirituality, philosophy, and deeper meaning of life. And I remember this one quote in that book from Krishnamurti, and he said, it's no measure of health to be well-adjusted to a profoundly sick society. And then my light bulbs went up because I realized, oh my God, this is what everybody is I'm trying to do. I try to adjust to, that's why I'm not happy. That's why I'm depressed. I'm trying to adjust to a world that has completely, it's out of touch with spirit, with nature, with, with itself, with humanity and pathology becoming normalized, which we now see more and more happening. So, um, you know, and then I dug deeper, got introduced like first to Alan Watts and kind of that, that's kind of spiritual philosophy. And then I also came across Carl Jung's work in, in the mid nineties and really started, got into shadow work and really tried to work on myself, figure myself out. And then, uh, went deeper down the rabbit hole, like Neo in the matrix, the splinter in, in the mind, like, you know, what is the matrix? What, what, you know, there must be more we've been told and taught about and got into the world of court conspiracies. And, um, that was only in the nineties. And, you know, one of my initiation initiations in a sense was actually, I remember coming across this eight hour VHS tape of a lecture of this guy called David Icke. <laughs> huh. And we, he, you know, I remember watching this and that kind of opened up like a whole new world. So I got more into the conspiracy world and all started researching back then, reading a lot of books, um, uh, pale white horse, uh, William Cooper and all of that. But then I tumbled even deeper and got very much interested specifically I was in the UFO and alien topic and, and you know, always felt there must be more than just us humans here. So went down that rabbit hole and all along I was playing my music, my drums, but that kind of, um, just disappeared, so to speak. My band broke up and I moved from LA to Topanga. That's kind of outside of LA. And found another gift actually during this time, a talent I didn't know I had. As I got deeper, I also got deeper into yoga, body work. I was also introduced to psychedelics, in particular mushrooms. Back then, it helped me a lot, lot in my healing, my integrating myself and whatnot. And then I found a healing gift for body work, you know, massage, body work, all of that. I went to a massage school and that became my profession for the next 15 years uh, since then. And then I was living by myself out in the Santa Monica Mountains, started to read more, write more. And I started to write, actually. I wanted to express my thoughts, you know. Um, and back then, I was on MySpace, I remember, way before Facebook. And the writing has just helped me to kind of like um, organize my own thoughts, what's going on. Yeah, surely I wanted to connect to like-minded people. And then a friend of mine said, hey, why don't you get create a blog? I didn't even know what the blog was back then. And that's that's how my website started, veiledofreality.com, over 20 years ago. And I started writing. And then kind of everything took a life on its own. And, you know, the, the truth-seeking and, and the self-work. But it was, for me, early, clear very early on, and that's really the foundation of my work, 
that these both, both areas need to go together, meaning the inner and the outer work. Inner work of really like questioning who am I, you know, healing ourselves from our unconscious trauma, childhood wounds, uh, uh, social cultural conditioning and all of that. And the outer work really making efforts to understand the world, you know, not only in light of conspiracies, the 3D, what's happening there and be in the political realm and all of that, but also higher laws, you know, uh, divine laws, natural law in light of the evolution of consciousness. So for me, that's an ongoing process, so to speak, the inner and outer work. And I feel this is the time we're in what many call in esoteric traditions. And I refer to that as well as the time of transition. We are in this transitional phase and it's like this archetypal battle of dark versus light and and now i'm here i'm having by the way my 50th birthday tomorrow so half a century almost here well, happy birthday uh, thank you and um you know so you know if, i always say if you would have told me or anyone told me that even like 15 20 years ago that i would be doing what i'm doing now i'd be laughing in your face and kind of ties into the saying tell god your plans and he will laugh at you and you know i'm just just riding the wave uh doing these these times when so that kind of encapsulates it in a nutshell. A lot of things you said just resonate with me because what you just said right now, if you told me 20 years ago that I would be doing this, I would say that you're crazy. But it's yeah. just the evolution. You you let it happen. You surrender yourself to, I don't want to sound new age, but you surround yourself to the universe and to that energy. And basically, because before I even started this, I had dreams and I had thoughts and visions of doing it but i thought well, what's happening with me I'm, I'm going am i going crazy something wants me to mm -hmm. do that it wasn't until later that i said maybe maybe this is the reason why i should but you mentioned david ike and i remember how much he was criticized even when before we had dvds and he was putting his work out there in, in dhs and tapes and people criticized him and i think now it's because people were not ready for the truth especially in the past two years more and more people are realizing that what he was saying all along was true. And lately, Renard, I'm thinking, I have this theory that maybe when the population of this world starts realizing who's behind the scenes, who's the, the man behind the curtain, the puppeteer, when we start all waking up, this is when they, boom, introduce a reset. And this reset that might be coming is mm -hmm. definitely not the first one. What's your opinion on this? You mean the reset in light of the great reset, or I call it sometimes the divine pressing the reset button. <laughs> and a kaleidoscope of all the research. We're talking about the mud flood. We're talking about financial yeah. resets, depressions, yeah. wars, etc. Yeah. Yeah. So the way I see it, you know, we're like, the more I even like, also a bit cliche not to go into new age, too new agey, but we feel we all chose to be here right now during this time. And these are very critical times. And we're all being, being called to you know, embrace our soul mission because we all have here certain people, a certain fraction of humanity to really contribute to the shift. We're going through a shift, you know, and maybe in the new age that distorted it already, they thought 2012, we're going to be enlightened, ascended to 5D or something. Uh, but it's, I think it's a gross distortion of some deep esoteric truths. And I referenced um, what I said earlier in the introduction, what I call the time of transition. And that's a term from when I was studying um, esoteric Christianity, the esoteric Christian teachings before the church hijacked it and turned it all into a dogma and all of that. And I remember when I was studying esoteric Christianity, uh, the Gnosis Trilogy by Boris Moraviev, 
really like 20 years ago, he references this time of transition we're in right now. And the Hopi Indians talked about this as well. There's an up, way up or way down. So right now there's an opportunity, right, to really make a significant shift. But there's a lot of resistance by forces that have literally controlled humanity, not just for two years, which most people now wake up to, but for thousands of years, right? And that puts up the question of this whole archetypal battle between dark versus light, evil and good and whatnot. Right. And I feel we are now from this um, dark force agenda or whatever you may want to call it, the bad guys in the uh, the end game. Right. They want to enslave humanity completely in this like technocratic, socialist, communist, you know, utopian one world government and via the quote unquote great reset. Right. With the whole World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab and all these people. I mean, for me, these are just like the manifestations of the whole matrix control system on a 3d level the outer players so to speak so that's one timeline right um but they also need people's free will consent and that's why we have this whole quote-unquote pandemic and all of that you know as you know fear if you have people in fear that's the best way to control them they just go along with they give away their freedoms and all of that and then they don't even know you know where the trajectory is going to us but and then there's the other trajectory where people are starting now, even more so starting to wake up. Hold on, there's something wrong with everything. We need to, uh, you know, do something about it and kind of really expose everything. And even it's written in the scripture, time of transition, everything needs to be revealed. Everything needs to come out of the shadows. And I feel what's happening right now during this time of transition, the dark is coming up. It's, 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 it has its purpose, right? It's almost like a contradiction or like, let's say, a paradox, right? Especially over the past two years, like everything has gotten called worse uh, with the whole, um, you know, again, the pandemic, economics and whatnot. But at the same time, it forced people, at least a certain fraction of people, to awaken, to ask questions, to it forces us to focus on what truly matters. And I've seen this with more and more people. So there's an opportunity right? But it's the opportunity to create a new world. And if we don't learn this lesson, you know, uh, of this time of transition we end and really like anchor this higher frequency of, of, of the new world, which also requires this deeper inner work to really anchor this frequency within ourselves, the divine Christ consciousness or whatever you may want to call it, then uh, the divine or God or whatever we call it may press the ultimate quote unquote reset button as it happened with many ancient civilizations before, be it uh, be it in, in Atlantis or, you know, in the Bible of the symbolism of the, the flood and all of that. So as the Hopi Indian said, there's a way up or way down, right? Um, so with everything, this madness that's going out, what I always say, um, two things is very important in this day and age, know thyself and know thine, know thy enemy. Know thyself is really making the effort to really understand who am I beyond my personal social mask, you know, my deeper divinity, you know, and really access that because that's really the only true safety, so to speak, that what really can help to change the world acting from this true sense of self. And know thy enemy, we have to also understand the forces we are up against, right? And... Um, you know, not to feed the doom and gloom fear frequency, which I unfortunately see happening as well, especially in the truth movement that they're getting blackpilled and like getting fear and paranoia and and end worst doom gloom scenarios for the future. Yes, know their enemy, understand how they operate, understand their agenda. It doesn't mean that they're able to go through with it, right? Just by being aware of it and not trying to save the world, you know, or not trying to fix the system that's already in place, but, you know, creating something new. You know, we need to tap into our own creative potential and, and the more we connect to our true self the more we can 
act from this uh, uh, divine essence, and the, and the more we have a bigger impact in, uh, on the world through conscious action. Um, so that's that's what I see right now. People ask me always, what do you see what's happening? I, I, I let go of the prediction business. <laughs> I've seen so many people prediction, uh, predicting so many things that came and go, went, and, and nothing happened. But the way I see this, it's a, we're in a fragile state during this time of transition. But it's not. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe... You want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it, because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.